Hello, this is episode 235, and today we're chatting about, oh, all sorts of things, including meal plans, probiotics, hypothyroidism, bulletproof coffee, fatty coffee, and whether or not it'll break your fast, oh, type 1 diabetes, wine, so many good things. Are you ready? Okay, awesome. Now, if you have questions about today's content, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash contact and ask me. You can also catch up on previous podcast episodes and notes from today's show by going to ketodietpodcast.com. Okay, let's do this thing. Hey, I'm Leanne Vogel, and you're listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. I've put together a free 21-page guide on achieving weight loss on your keto diet if nothing is working. Did you know imbalanced hormones are generally at the core of all struggles that women face when it comes to our weight? Grab your free guide at ketoforwomen.com to get the steps you need to overcome the hurdles standing in your way. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started with the show. Okay, our first question is from Leticia. Hi, I have been thinking about purchasing your meal plans, but I was curious to know if the meals change daily or if they are the same Monday to Friday or Monday to Sunday. I personally don't like the hassle of having to cook even if simple every day. The simpler, the better. When I started keto last year, I purchased a meal plan from Keto Connect and loved it. I've been wanting to buy another to mix it up, but all the ones I've looked at seem to be a bit much for me. If you could please let me know, I'd appreciate it. Leticia, I think this... Your question is great and I'm going to get to it, but I also wanted to talk just about meal planning, meal prep, how to how to balance things because I agree with you. When when you're following a meal plan and they're telling you to make something brand new for breakfast, lunch and dinner every single day, I can't even. And in my balanced keto meal plans, I repeat meals. So let's say you're making a lunch, a big salad, right? Why would you make that once if you could make it three times and package it up and know that the leftovers will be fine on Tuesday and Thursday of this week? So in my meal plans and also in all of my books, the Keto Diet and also the Keto Diet Cookbook, each of those meal plans and outlines allow you to repeat meals so that you're not throwing out leftovers or not having leftovers and having to make all of your meals. So I do repeat them. Now, it's a fine line, you know, when you're meal planning and meal prepping, you don't really like at least for me, I don't want to eat the same lunch, Monday to Friday, I want some variety. So overall, I would say that any of the meal plans that I put together, not only for my books or in balanced keto or for my family, a lot of the times I'll use the same ingredients. So I'll use celery a couple of different ways or apples a couple of different ways. And that way I can mix and match and it's really easy to prep. Now, when it comes to balanced keto specifically, all the meals are super simple. So when I was developing the program and continue to add new plans to it every week, I keep things really, really dulled down so that you're repeating similar meals, you're repeating similar ingredients for that one week. So you don't have to buy a whole bunch of stuff because there's nothing worse. Like, and when you're making your own meal plan, you'll see this too. If you're following a bunch of different recipes, the worst thing to do is find recipes from all different types of books. And then one book is cooking with coconut oil. The other book is cooking with olive oil. And then the other book has tallow. And now all of a sudden you have to buy three different types of fats. Now, if you have a bunch of ingredients in your pantry, this might not be an issue for you. But if you have a budget that you're trying to stick to, 
This can blow your grocery budget. So it can be really helpful. And I love this idea, Leticia, where you are following one meal plan for a little while, getting all the strategies together, really understanding how these people cook, how they prep, learning from them, and then going on to the next resource and seeing it more as a learning. Because I think when we start to learn these things, then we can start to apply them and we don't need to always rely on resources. So I agree with you, the simpler, the better, but also to add a little bit of variety. And how I do that is repeating the meals two, three, usually two to three times a week, you're eating the same thing, max four, I try not to do four, because I feel like that's like pushing it. Like if you were eating the same lunch every day, no, thank you. So I hope that answers your question, Leticia. I hope that that helps answer meal planning overall. And if you're looking for a really good meal planning book on keto, I wrote one. It's called The Keto Diet Cookbook. We should have named it Keto Meal Planning 101 or something like that, but we didn't. But if you just go to Amazon or your favorite bookstore locally and just look for The Keto Diet Cookbook, it has a turquoise cover. I'm on the front. There's a bunch of tasty treats. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. Superfat is a certified keto and paleo line of macadamia and almond-based convenient on-the-go nut butter pouches with five different dairy-free flavors, including MCT probiotic protein nut butter, uses sunflower seed protein, which is a major win. No pea protein, yeah! And Nitro Coffee MCT. My favorite flavor is cacao coconut, lightly sweet, perfectly salted, and so chocolatey. With 22 grams of plant-based fats, 3 grams of net carbs, 2 grams of sugars with no added sugar, 5 grams of protein, 6 grams of fiber. I chow down on super fat when we're sailing, pack them in my trail bag, and on long flights for easy fat on the go. Each pouch contains about 50% more than other nut butter pouches with healthy Healthy plant-based fats found in super fat support sustained levels of energy, cognition, and mental clarity. Macadamia nuts are found in all flavors and are scientifically proven to help speed up fat metabolism. Plus, they taste so good. Use the code Leanne for 15% off when you go to superfat.com. Again, that's Leanne at superfat.com for 15% off your order. Enjoy! Next question is from Trish. You talk about probiotics. Which ones do you recommend? I recently not only had a hysterectomy, but three months later, my appendix decided it wanted out too. Thank you. By the way, love your podcast. Been following you forever. Have your cookbooks. Missed you in Calgary, though. Oh, it was such a great event. Oh, Calgary was my, oh, I guess I can't say it was my favorite, but it kind of was because it's my hometown. Come on. We just found your podcast. So awesome. Trish, thank you so much for following along and loving all the things. I hope you are on the mend and you're feeling really good and your body's healing. Probiotics. Okay. I think the key to a probiotic is trusting a reputable brand. And there are a couple of brands that I really know and love. The first is Wolf Clinic and the second is Renew Life. Ooh, I also have another one. Dr. O'Hara. Dr. O'Hara is another really good brand. So those three brands are my personal favorite. Now I like to rotate my probiotics often. So as soon as I'm done with the Wolf Clinic one, I'll move over to the Dr. O'Hara one and then I'll move over to the Renew Life and then I'll repeat. I really like the Dr. O'Hara brand. 
because um, you don't have to refrigerate it. And as somebody who travels a whole bunch, putting my probiotics in the refrigerator, like I have a bottle of probiotic, Renew Life probiotics that say that it should be in the fridge. And if I put it in the fridge, I'll never remember to take it. So it sits out on the counter and I know I'm ruining everything. Another great thing is to make your own yogurt if you want to go that far. Um, I make some in my Instant Pot and my pressure cooker. I really like it. It works really well for me. I use the probiotic starters and I add like way more than you probably should. And I get it really, really, really high and I add that yogurt to everything. There's also a couple of amazing water kefirs that you can consume that are really great. Kavita is one of my favorite brands. There's also a new one. I can't remember the name of it. I ordered, I bought it once and I really loved it from Whole Foods. It was unsweetened. Oh, I wish I could remember. And I should have bought some before we left for the Bahamas, but I just didn't. But look in the... In the supplement section where they keep the probiotics, sometimes they have like probiotic supplements and kefir is really good. Water kefir specifically because it's dairy free. So I hope that answers your question, Trish. Next question is from Tiffany. What does a low carb diet do for your hypothyroidism? Okay, I've done a couple of podcast episodes on the thyroid that you might want to check out, Tiffany. The first one is episode 192, Why You Need to Care About Your Thyroid. That was a very, very, very good one. And then episode 222, The Nightmare of Going Off My Thyroid Medications. Definitely listen to that one. So those two resources should really help you. Now, I found that as somebody with hypothyroidism, when I eat less carbohydrates, I do better. However, and I outlined this in my first book, The Keto Diet, when you are hypothyroid, you may require more carbohydrates than the 20 grams that is generally allotted for keto. So if you find that by reducing your carbohydrates down to 20 grams, you start to not feel so good, it could be because you need carb ups. If you are new to the carb up realm, welcome. Thanks for being here. You can just go to the Google machine and type in carb up healthful pursuit or carb up Leanne Vogel. I developed the carb up protocol. There are many different, I think, carb up protocols at this point. I can't speak to other people's protocols. I developed it when I thought people were going to like throw tomatoes at me on stage when I talked about eating carbs on the ketogenic diet. But it seems to be a pretty common thing now, which is so, so great. So you may just require a little bit more carbs because you just find that you start to, to develop more hypothyroid symptoms than you did before you went keto. But overall, I would say eating less carbs has been great for me. I just find like I need more carbs when my thyroid tells me I do. How I know that I need carbs is when I crave carbs. If I wake up in the morning and I'm really, really hungry, that's a sign that I need a carb up. So I'll wait until the evening, have my carb up. Also, if I'm thinking about carbs all day, that's a day that I'll have a carb up. Like yesterday, I could not get potatoes out of my mind all day. We were working and then we went snorkeling and we I was reading for the afternoon and then I did some sessions and then I worked a little bit more and the whole time I couldn't stop thinking about potatoes and onions oh my gosh that's all I wanted so guess what for dinner I made potatoes and onions and I had my fair share and I was good had some chicken with it it was great but had I not listened to that my thyroid would have been a little bit lower. I would have been sluggish the next day. I would have still craved potatoes, but maybe instead I would have had some cake too. So it's really important that we listen to our cravings and we move forward with what feels good in our body. So I hope that was helpful, Tiffany. Today's episode continues after this short message from one of my sponsors who make the show possible, plus give you some great deals on my favorite things. 
Okay, so you're likely supplementing with collagen. And if you've been following me a while, you know I don't align with any collagen brand because the quality is about the same everywhere. And my motto is supplement with the stuff, just get one that's easy to find, doesn't break the bank, and use it often. But okay, so I found this beauty collagen that's 25 to 40% less expensive than other brands while having the same quality. So there's that. Plus, I'm about to share a 25% off coupon code with you, and I'm really excited about this. The brand is Fancy Formulas. It's the only collagen powder enhanced with MCT oil powder, biotin, and hyaluronic acid for bonus skin, hair, and nail benefits. And because of the added MCT oil powder, you can just add this collagen mix directly to water. You don't need any fancy smoothie making skills or coffee. You don't need a blender. Just mix with water and enjoy it. Pairing the collagen with MCT fats slows the absorption of protein and makes it so that you don't need to add it to anything else but water. Okay, there's three flavors. My favorite flavor before bed is the turmeric blend, and I can't go the morning without the charcoal lemonade before I break my fast. Now, you can go to fancyformulas.com slash KDP. Use the coupon code KDP for 25% off your entire purchase. Okay, that's fancy formulas.com slash KDP. Use the code KDP for 25% off. I don't know when this code is going to expire. I know that it will fairly soon. So if you're like, I need to load up with collagen, do it and enjoy it. Next question is from Sandra. Is Bulletproof Coffee okay in the morning and it won't break my fast? Sandra. I think that this is such a popular question. I've probably answered it on the podcast a couple of times, but I'm going to make like a definitive and put this in the title of the episode so that there is no question about whether or not I've answered this. Okay, there are two forms of fasting. Well, I guess there are multiple, but we're just going to focus on whether or not a fatty coffee or bulletproof coffee breaks a fast. So the short answer is yes, it breaks your fast, but no, it does not. And here's why. There are two different types of goals to fasting. One is autophagy. This is a cellular turnover of your cells, the turnover of your cells. So if your goal is to turn over your cells and live long and prosper and get lots of oxygen in your body and look younger for longer, then your goal is autophagy. Okay. If your goal is blood sugar regulation, then that's another goal. And just because you want, like, let's say you want both, you want to balance your blood sugar, also look great, (laughs) turn over your cells, you get to choose. Some days go for the autophagy goal, other days go for the blood sugar balancing goal. It doesn't have to be one or the other. So if your goal is autophagy, then you cannot have anything, nothing, zero things while you're fasting water, ooh, and Earl Grey tea because the bergamot oil actually stimulates autophagy. That's it. That's all. That's all you got. But if your goal is blood sugar regulation, then it's really just about balancing your blood sugar. And bulletproof coffee should not boost your blood sugar. Neither would any fatty coffee or my rocket fuel latte. So if you're unsure of what a rocket fuel latte is, just go to the Google machine and type in rocket fuel latte. Bunch of recipes on there. I've done a whole bunch of um, recipes that you can use from chocolate ones to eggnog ones to everything in between. 
So if your goal is blood sugar regulation, then all you need to worry about is balancing your blood sugar. Now, of course, if you eat a bunch of carbs in the morning, your blood sugar is not going to be balanced. But if you have a touch of fat, a little bit of protein, a tiny bit of carbohydrate, your blood sugar is going to maintain balance and it'll be totally okay. So to answer your question, it is kind of a double piece here. One is, yes, it's going to break your fast if your goal is autophagy. But no, it's not going to break your fast if your goal is blood sugar. So it really depends on what your goal is. And again, to reiterate, you can change goals. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, it's autophagy. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, it's blood sugar regulation. You get to choose. You get to design it. See which one works best for you. Another thing you could try is do a whole week where you do anytime you're fasting, you're doing an autophagy fast where you're not having anything, maybe Earl Grey tea for that bergamot oil to help increase autophagy. And then the next week, you're doing a fatty coffee piece where every time you're fasting, maybe it's two times in the week, four times in the week, whatever it may be, you do a fatty coffee in the morning and you see which one makes you feel better. You may find that week one, you felt better. Week two, you felt better. And also keep in mind your cycle. Sandra, if you are still menstruating, this is going to matter. Okay. I find that when I'm ovulating, I do better with fatty coffee fasts where I'm having that fatty coffee in the morning. I'm waiting. Now on my period, I find that the more autophagy fast where I'm not eating in the morning feels better, but try it on. Note how you feel at different times in your cycle because that will impact it. Okay, next question is from Amanda. Can you give insight as to why I can't get my ketones over 0.5 and they mostly run around 0.3? My carbs are 20 to 50 grams daily. I crossfit and lift three to five times a week. I test my blood ketone meter. Help, I'm frustrated. Amanda, it's probably due to your workouts and when you're testing, if you're testing anywhere around your workouts, it could be that. You could also be one of those people that's super efficient at using your ketones and they're just not in your blood and that's cool too. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I think, you know, the ketogenic diet is so cool because we have this marker that we can use to tell us whether or not we are failing or we're successful on the diet, but it can create a lot of stress for so many of us. So I would go after, how are you feeling? How are your lifts? Another thing is if you're doing CrossFit, and lifting three to five times a week and you're not doing carb ups, like these are the type of activities that you're probably going to need to carb up. So if you're listening earlier to the carb up piece, you may have to increase your carbs in the evenings before your lifts or directly after CrossFit to replenish uh, your stores because these are the type of workouts where, you're, where you can't use ketones for. Now, ketones will be used throughout your workout, but you need those fast burning energy and where you're going to get that is glucose. So you can do a quick Google search, Healthful Pursuit Carb Up and find a ton of resources um, that I've put out on the internet on that. Next question is from Lisa. I'm in Canada and looking for good wine. Recommendations? I know it's so brutal to find good wine in Canada because Americans have dry farm wines and like Dry farm wines, man, our whole boat. I think we have 51 bottles of dry farm wines. So if you haven't already listened to episode 85, you can head back on to 85 where we talk about wine so you can learn about wine, how you can still drink wine on your ketogenic diet. And then episode 112, we talk about wine as well. I clearly love wine a lot. However, 
Dry Farm Wines is not available to Canadians, so what do you do? How do you look for a healthy wine? Well, the first one is the alcohol content. If you're looking at a bunch of different types of wine, go for the lowest alcohol content. That's the first bit. Then you can look for the word natural. Any organic wines are going to be better. If you go to a wine store and you ask for a dry farmed wine and they know what you're talking about, like some of the good, good ones will know. You want to avoid cheap wine. Like any of the really cheap ones are going to have like horrible contaminants like arsenic in it. Now, when it comes to drinking wine, once you've found a good wine, like again, organic, low alcohol, natural, dry farmed, these are the words to be looking for. And when you get the wine, you've brought it home, try drinking it with food. It not only amplifies the flavor of the food that you're drinking with it, but allows for slower alcohol absorption, which gives you more time to deal with the fact that, you know, alcohol is a toxin. So it takes your time with it. Also, adding water to your wine, mineral water can help with the dehydration that we get when we're drinking wine. I love adding sparkling mineral water to my wine. It's delicious. Yes, red, white, I'll do anything. Also drinking it with tea. Sometimes I'll mix in tea. I know it's crazy. Tea with wine and make these like little shakers. It's really, really good. But I think the most important thing here is look for natural, organic, biodynamic, dry farmed, low sulfite, low alcohol. Um, And if you're in the U.S., just go to dry farm wines because they're the best. If you go to healthfulpursuit.com slash favorites, you can check out my favorite wine there and grab a bottle for yourself. Okay, last question. Rachel, as a type 1 diabetic, can I still do the ketogenic diet? I think when it comes to any health imbalances or if you know of an imbalance that you have, it's best to chat with your doctor on that and find a doctor that specializes in the ketogenic diet with type 1 diabetes. But if I were type 1 diabetic and I found a doctor that specialized in keto, I would love to eat a ketogenic diet while being type 1. Okay, next up on the podcast, Sunday, March 1st, we have episode 236. We're going to be chatting with Kendra Holly on how to customize without the guilt. Then Wednesday, March 4th, we have episode 237. Lesia Holzapfel is coming on the show and chatting about eating keto with a family. I will see you guys soon and have a great rest of your day. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Keto Diet Podcast. Join us again in a couple of days to discover more Keto for Women secrets for your fat-fueled life. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor should it be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representations or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified physician for medical advice and always seek the advice of a qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 